0: Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Welcome in another edition of Green and Growing. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer here with you from 1250amthefan.com. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Nathan Marzion, he is over there. You can follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. And uh, got some stuff to talk about. Bucks and Lakers uh, on Sunday night. I was disappointed uh, that there was no LeBron James. i Probably shouldn't be all that surprised that there was no LeBron James. I did learn that there was a rule apparently put into place to make old guys not have to play during the NBA season, which I did not know uh, until I watched that broadcast. Were you aware of this 35-year-old rule, amount of games played, yada, yada, yada rule, that allows LeBron to miss as many games as he wants and not affect the all-star rule prior to watching that game, uh, Nathan?
1: Um. I wasn't like, I wasn't totally aware of it, but I think I kind of remember them mentioning that when they, cause it, it has to do with the awards, right? Like you have to play the 65 games to win the awards, but if no, no, no,
0: no. You have to be over 35 or older. Um, if you're 35 or older and play so many minutes, you can essentially be off to the wayside or whatever the case may be. It's protecting the older NBA players um, from having to play an obsessive amount of uh, a lot of minutes, I guess throughout the course of the year is my understanding uh, by it. And they had all this other rigmarole that they said, but either way, it is not surprising that uh, they made sure that LeBron didn't have to play during the NBA season uh, as much as anybody else. I mean, I, to me, it's disappointing to be honest with you. I mean, as, as a fan, you know, you turn on a Lakers game, you, you want to watch LeBron. That's why you're turning it on with all due respect to Anthony Davis. How many people are turning it on to watch Anthony Davis? Uh, so when there is no LeBron, And he, you know, rests his 20 or 30 games, whatever it's going to be during the course of the season uh, to watch that. That is going to be kind of a disappointing thing throughout the year. And as these guys all get older, once they hit that 35 number, if they're still playing or wanting to still play, uh, they're all going to be benefited by the same rule. Well, wait, what is the
1: actual rule? Is it just for if you can sit those games and you're still eligible to win awards?
0: I don't know about the awards. He didn't say anything about. They didn't say anything about the awards. It was during the broadcast on ESPN saying how they have a special rule for vets that are 35 or over in the NBA that you do not have to you don't count uh, as the multiple all-star sitting rule that they oh, have put into applied okay. that he so can sit whenever he wants.
1: It's for the all-star or it's for the that multiple star rule is what you're saying. Correct. Yes. Okay, I yeah, I didn't Correct. know what I don't know what it related to cuz I was like obviously you can sit technically whenever you want but I didn't know what it, what you were referring. Correct. To. Yeah. So the whole
0: idea of him and Anthony Davis sitting together can happen as much as they want it to, essentially, yeah. because he yeah. he he escapes because of the thirty five year old rule.
1: Yeah, that is that is definitely disappointing because it's like I don't that doesn't make sense to me because it's like yeah if you're if you're still all star caliber at that age well then you should be playing in the games so like if you are an older player that really can't hold up and play all those games well then you're not going to be an all star caliber player so it's not going to matter but like if you're good enough to be an all star then you would think that that means they are able to play those games. Like someone like LeBron, someone like Steph Curry is going to be 35 right. pretty soon. It's like you, those guys are good enough that like, no, they can still play. You know, I don't know.
0: I, I don't like it. I, I think it, it takes away from it. I mean, I get why it's there, right? Because these guys don't want to play, obviously. Uh, and that's part of it. Uh, and they want to take as many rest breaks as possible. You know, the one thing, and we're going to get to this game, but I, I was thinking about this the other day too, Nathan. Can you explain to me how medicine is better today How athletes are more finely tuned and aware of their bodies more today. How athletes today realize how important sleep is to the body. And there aren't as many of these guys going out and club until God knows what hours in the morning. They're taking naps during the day. Uh, They're going to bed early and it's all about taking care of it. You know, these hyper chambers or whatever else they're called to make sure the body is okay. And yet these guys can't play a full season. Meanwhile, back in the day, they didn't have all of this this medicine and all those ways of getting everybody in tip-top shape. They didn't have uh, all the knowledge on sleep and everything else that goes along with it. And yet these guys were able to play full seasons uh, and win championship after championship after championship, like the Bulls the Bulls did with Jordan. All the, most of those guys on that roster were on that run of three and then on the next run of three. Uh, and were able to do it and play long into each season and figure it out without missing a bunch of games for quote-unquote rest. And now in today's NBA, uh, no, it's just too difficult. We just, we can't play all the games, man. It's just, you're asking too much of us. And not to mention the fact these guys are all making a hell of a lot more money than those guys did back in the day. Like as a fan, it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: I agree. I agree. And I mean, I I get it that as the game has gone along, these guys have gotten more valuable and the league has gotten more valuable and they just want to protect that. And so they're kind of, being even more cautious with them. And like, we don't want guys getting hurt. We don't want, you know, they want to keep the players happy, all that stuff. But I agree. You know, again, looking at, I remember looking at Jordan's, I just pulled it up, but like Jordan's year by year, like games played. And I'm like, it makes me appreciate him even more because it's like he played 82 games. Then he got hurt the next year, but he played 82, 82, 81, 82, 82, Mm -hmm. 80, 78 retired. Then the next full season, he played 82, 82, 82. Then was retired for three seasons and came back and at age 38 with the wizards played 60. And then age 39 with the wizards played 82. Um, so it's, and LeBron would years never
0: old. play 82 ever again in his life. So yeah. That 39, never happen.
1: 39 years old. Uh, 82 games is like pretty nuts. I mean, you look at LeBron, like, and obviously LeBron's longevity is crazy and yes, all that. But I mean, his last one, two, three, four, five seasons, 55, 67, 45, 56, 54. Yep. It's, it's not the same.
0: No, it's it's definitely not the same. Not even close to being the same. When was the last time he had 82 games? He played, he's done it
1: he's done it once in his career and it was twenty. In his entire
0: 18. career he's done it one time.
1: Yeah. He's I mean he's been close. He's been pretty consistently close. I'll just rattle through some of them. 79 to his first season then 80, 79, 78, 75, 81, 70s, 70, 70s. So he's he's usually in the 70s at least like he's not missing 20 games a year but um he's not playing he all of them. Been. Yeah, yeah, not playing all of, like doesn't play all of
0: them play Yeah, but we want to have him in the conversation with Mike. Okay. Uh okay, so uh, let, let's talk a, a little bit here about this Bucks uh, and Lakers preseason game. Um if you do you mind if I do you mind if I start? No, not at all. I wasn't happy with what I saw, I'll be honest. Um and, and, what? I, and I and I see a lot of people um crazy. Oh, Giannis and Lillard, they look so good. I I wasn't impressed. If anything, and and I heard that I think it was Griffin said that he, he's he got to be more aggressive offensively, Lillard. And I completely agree. As I was watching this, I was like, who is running point, Cameron Payne or Damian Lillard? It was just give up the ball, give up the ball, give up the ball, give up the ball. I was like, dude, are you going to do something? And then when he finally did do something, he jacked a three, which, okay, fine, that's his game. I get that's his game. Um, for the most part, he was just way too passive. Like, when we get into the season, that's got to stop. I, and I understand it's your first preseason game. You're trying to get your legs, whatever the case may be trying to figure it all out in game situation. they've been practicing together for a week or a week and a half, whatever it's been. And Lillard said they've had a lot of time on the floor together. So they're already kind of starting to know each other. They blitzed the hell out of him early uh, in that game to try and make sure he couldn't get going offensively. That was all part of it. Giannis talking about the fact that I've never been so open. I've never seen anybody ever get blitzed that early in the game. And it was a preseason game uh, on top of that, which is equally more surprising, I guess you could say uh, at the end of the day. But as we go here, uh, and we get going in preseason, and we get going in regular season. Uh, I, I'm hoping. I hope I'm not disappointed that Lillard's going to take 20 shots a game, right? I mean, I'm hoping that's where this is. I'm hoping we're not taking 10 to 12 shots a game. We're going to have like 10 or 11 assists, and you know his assist numbers are going to jump from seven to 10, and his shots per game are going to go down. Like I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a little concerned. But it's only the first preseason game. I'm not going to overreact. I, I just wasn't as excited. By what I saw is apparently everybody else was. Nathan Marzian. Go ahead.
1: Well well, I definitely I definitely agree that he was, you know, too passive and I wanted to see him shoot more. But like you said, it's the first preseason game. I wasn't surprised to see him, you know, it they're not gonna be going completely all out. Like he's I don't think he's gonna be jacking up a ton of shots. I think part of it is he's on a new team. You want to just get the get the other guys involved a little bit. Um, but I mean for sure I wanted to see him shoot more, but I still think what I was looking more that because I know Dame's not going to be passive in the regular season I'm not worried at all about that I'm not worried about oh you know one of the best scorers in the league all of a sudden is is just not willing to shoot open shots um that's not going to happen now will there be games where he probably shoots low tens shots because Giannis is going off and all of a sudden it's okay just feed Giannis and maybe Chris is going off to feed Chris yes and that's completely fine you know if that if that's what is winning them games you know you never want to see them losing and he's shooting that many shots but there's going to be Games where he does that, there's going to be probably more games where Giannis only has, like, 18 to 20 points, doesn't shoot as much. But it's like, okay, well, Dame had, you know, 35-40, so it makes up for it. Um, so there's going to be times where I think he is a little bit more passive when he needs to be, and that's okay. But, yeah, this, this game, I think it was just because it's the first preseason game. I'm not at all worried about that continuing. What I liked was that the times they ran the pick and roll, it got open looks all the time. The, the attention that he generated, you could clearly see. Was getting other guys open looks. They weren't able to capitalize on them, but um, early on in that game, but they were getting those open looks, and you just kind of imagine Chris in those spots and getting those type of looks. It just is very exciting. So, and then Giannis had you know a really good game: sixteen points, uh, eight rebounds, seven of ten in just fifteen minutes. So, I, I thought I thought overall they looked good. I'm I wasn't like oh my god, Dame is incredible out here, but I just thought okay, like you can see how this is going to work. You can see how these guys mesh together and he had four steals too, which was cool. So I'm, I'm happy with what I saw.
0: And I said that before, when we were talking about Lillard's defense, which is, Hey man, I'm fine. If they just tell him, look, we know you're not holiday. You know, you're not holiday. You've said as much. We just want you to gamble more on defense. We want you to go for the steals more. If it ends up being more fouls, so be it. Uh, but we think you're, you're, you're steel and you could lead the league in steals. Maybe by the end of the year, if you just gamble a little bit more on that, uh, on that side of the floor, I'm fine with it. He's quick enough. Um, to be able to maybe lead the league in steals. Uh, And if that's what it's going to be, great. Because once this team gets out and runs, I mean, you can see that one pass he made to Giannis, hit him in stride, going to the other end. He, he's going to be able to do that. He's going to be able to throw the alley-oop to, to Brooke if they're out on the run there. Middleton, I mean, you're going to literally have Lillard in the middle with Giannis and Middleton on the wings as they're running to the hoop. Good luck. Have fun. Enjoy. Enjoy that. And then if Beasley is trailing, you're going to have him right behind, uh, probably for an open three or Brooke Lopez for an open three. Uh, as well and it is looking by the way like Malik Beasley is starting right are are we finally on board here that this is a foregone conclusion that this probably wasn't really ever a competition for this spot that they have decided it's Malik Beasley's job
1: I think it was a competition but I think yeah I think he's definitely ahead right now and that would that would definitely be who I would predict is starting on opening night and rightfully so I think I mean he's he's as a shooter, we know what he is. He's going to, he's going to shoot a lot of threes. He's going to be, you know, right around 35, 40%. Um, he'll have some good and bad games. He's kind of a, he'll, he'll get hot, but he's also going to have, have some, he was yep cold. He was cold for you know, a while in this game, but then kind of got going a little bit in the second half. But what he's shown defensively, I think is good enough that I'm like, okay, like I I'm comfortable with him starting. I think he's looked good defensively. I don't think he's ever going to be some total lockdown defender, but For him to be able to like provide pretty good defense that's something that is valuable like that's something that you know you're you aren't sure you can get from pat or marjan or any of those other guys that you know you're possibly starting there i think jays looked pretty good defensively too like i think a little bit better than last year a little bit quicker and there seems like he's moving a little bit better so at some point he definitely could be in that starting mix and you know again maybe maybe there's a point where they feel like they need more scoring pop off the bench and so then they'll kind of make that type of switch where you put Crowder in on uh, or you put Crowder in the starting lineup, maybe Pat in the starting lineup. And then you've got Beasley coming off of the bench instead of uh, one of those guys. So yeah, there's, there's different ways they could go with it, but I do, I'm pretty happy with what I've seen so far.
0: Interesting uh, hearing John horse talk during his interview uh, during the broadcast, talking about Beasley, talking about wanting to help him reset his, uh, his career, reset his value. So obviously there was a long conversation I would assume, between Malik Beasley, John Horse, and Adrian Griffin before he signed that deal of, okay, I'll come, but uh, I want to make sure that I'm going to be used here, that I'm not going to come over here and play 15 minutes off the bench, and that's going to be the extent of it. So you just wonder whether or not this whole idea of starting was broached during that original conversation of maybe he wants to start, uh, and maybe from Adrian Griffin's standpoint, it's like you can start, but you have to play defense. If you don't give me what you have to the best of your ability on the defensive side of the ball, then I'm going to replace you In that starting lineup, it feels like this was kind of a handshake deal of, okay, we're going to give you the first crack at this. Uh, And if you play well defensively, then you can stay, get the minutes that you want. Uh, And because a part of it is going to be not only what he averages during the course of the season, as far as what his next contract is going to look, but it's also going to be minutes played. It's going to be how he played on defense from that perspective. Uh, There's going to be all of that that goes into this next summer, because odds are, if he has a good year, he's not back here next year. Uh, so it's going to be a one-year deal. So you're trying to put him in a position to best succeed while also putting your team in a position to best succeed at the same time. Nathan.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely motivated to have a very good year. He's definitely, you know, we got him for a minimum, which is pretty crazy value when you look at it and you're like, they got him for a quarter of what they were paying Grayson. And he's, a, he's better than grace Allen. I mean, he's just, he's going to be a better defender. He's probably equally as good as a shooter. So it's, definitely like a very good value signing from the bucks and we liked it right away i think we were doing this live i think it happened live when it on, broke yeah when when those that news broke and we both liked it a lot um because we both knew you know he's he's he can give you a pop we were thinking off the bench and now it's like okay like he's showing enough to possibly even be a starter for a minimum deal is a very good value so credit to horace for that just i mean it we don't obviously the whole season's still yet to come like it, we have to it has to be proven to be a good, a good move, but it's looking good so far. And um, yeah, like I said, I've just, I've enjoyed what I've seen. I, I also want to shout out Cameron Payne. I feel like he's been exactly what we've wanted in a backup point guard. Agreed. For, through these first couple of games, like he's able to score it a little bit, but he's just, I mean, he had seven assists against the Lakers and it just, he can, like we talked, we've already talked about it, but. He can handle the ball. He can run the pick and roll. He can make entry passes, like just something that they haven't even had from their starting point guard in basically all of Giannis' tenure as a, as a superstar here. And now they're getting it out of their backup too, which I think is so big. Um, So very happy with him as well. Another very good value signing. It's looking like um, with him.
0: A little uh, positivity from Marshawn Beauchamp uh, early on in that game as well after I pretty much said there's no chance he's going to be a playoff guy. I still don't think there's a chance he's a playoff guy. But he showed you some positives uh, during that game, Nathan.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm surprised he didn't play more or do more after that. I, he only played 15 minutes. But it was, I think, all in like the first quarter or first quarter and a half that he had his eight points. Um, he had a three. He was three of five from the field. But, yeah, like he he looked a little bit, his confidence seems like it kind of wavers game by game. Like there's games where he just doesn't even want to shoot. Doesn't like, he's not confident at all. He looks like he's hard to ha, has been a hard time to even dribble. But then he has, you know, a quarter like that where he comes out and it's like, he's looking for his shot. He's getting to the pain. He hits a three. You're just kind of like, okay. He that, looks pull like a totally up from, that pull
0: up from 15 was real sweet. Doris Burke was raving about yeah. his pull up from 15. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's like, I, I just want to see him being that confident, more consistently you know obviously the production's not going to be consistent he's a second year player it's not you're not going to expect him to be great every night but I just want to see the confidence kind of stay there because it just again there's it seems like he'll have a game like that and everyone gets excited and it same thing was with the summer league where he'll have a really good game and then the next game he's like 0 for 2 from the field didn't really want to shoot at all and you're just like okay he just looks all of a sudden like a totally different player so um yeah we'll see
0: uh tish on youtube comments campaign is definitely a nice pickup another guy that has to have a good season when we talk about good season marzia what is a good season for campaign right now if i said okay these are campaigns numbers for the regular season what what type of numbers would you want out of a guy that's playing behind damian lillard that i would assume is going to play at least 31 32 minutes a night
1: 35 to 40 percent from three um and 4 or 5 assists per game not too many turnovers that's pretty much all you need.
0: Um, You're not really looking at points or anything
1: like that. Not really cuz I don't I don't need a ton I personally like if he's only averaging 7 points a game like I'm not going to be like oh he he was a, a you know bad for us. No, he could be an awesome backup point guard and just average 6 or 7 points a game. I think he'll average slightly more than that but I'm perfectly perfectly fine as long as he's getting some assists Running the offense well, not again, not too many turnovers, and is able to hit some shots pretty consistently. Like, that's that's about all I want.
0: Well, we do our next Greeting Growing podcast on Thursday. By the way, download the Greeting Growing podcast on your Odyssey app, or if you download your favorite podcast, we record Monday and Thursday nights. They're available on Tuesday and Friday mornings. We'll record the next one on Thursday night. I want to talk about minutes played. Uh, during the course of the regular season, what we would like to see minutes played for Giannis and for Lillard as far as Middleton, what we want to see them average minutes played because this dude here, Adrian Griffin, is coming from all kinds of coaches that play heavy minutes in the regular season for their guys. Skiles and Thibodeau and these dudes, that's what they are. I think Nick Nurse, too, played those guys heavy minutes. Yeah, he too. I have to go Nick back Nurse, and look.
1: Nick Nurse played him a ton.
0: Right. So, I mean, that's what he's coming from. It's not the Bud way of, oh, we're just going to rest him and play in 31 minutes or something. So I want to get into that conversation again coming up on Thursday night. Uh, I want to talk about Giannis's attitude towards Damian Lillard so far. And the question is, do you like his attitude towards Lillard so far? And you're probably thinking, what the hell is your problem? He's been nothing but nice to the man. What is your issue now? I'll tell you what my issue is. And it's really not an issue. As much of it's um, a concern, maybe. L- Lillard came out, uh, it said something along the lines of, you know, um, you know, eventually, you know, he's going to make Giannis mad at him or something like that. And then, you know, we'll see how that all plays itself out and get over the hump. And I saw people on social media saying, well, that's, you know, that's how you really bond a team is when you have that first, you know, disagreement between star players and yada, yada, yada. And they went to Giannis and Giannis said, I'll never be mad at Dame Willard. I'll never be mad at him. There's nothing. To f- Why would I ever be mad at Dame Willard for like, you know, do you think the uh, respect level, the adoration for Lillard is maybe over the top for Giannis, who himself is what? What's Giannis? Top five player in the league? Top three player in the league? Right, somewhere in that area. Come on, right? He's top. He's so, he's t- he's top two for sure. Maybe one. Okay, fine. So top two, fine. Top two, top one. Whatever you want to say. And this dude here, Lillard, is not that anymore. Uh, but still a hell of a good player, right? Top 75 player, still a great, a a great player. I just kind of feel like as I'm watching these conversations, Lillard is talking about, you know, possibly pissing him off and doing something and really respecting Giannis or whatever else, but kind of looking at it, I feel like as an equal almost. And Giannis, when you read his quotes and see what he says, it's almost like he's adoring a star, like, oh, he can do no wrong. He's named Lillard it's two totally different perspectives of how they're both kind of talking about each other. Is that bad? Is that good? I don't know, but it's just something that I've kind of picked up on here in the last couple of weeks. Cause God knows Damian Lillard is talking like six people, seven people a day. It feels like there's a Dame Lillard story every day on social media and on the internet that you can find. There was a picture of Lillard with his kids after the game in LA that I saw on Twitter today. Again, I, I don't really care about that. Why do we need to see that? But either way, uh, what, what, what say you, Nathan Mars, as far as how both of them are talking about each other?
1: I think, I think you're reading too much into this. I think, I think it's, I don't even think Giannis is like dead serious when he says stuff like that. I think it's kind of like a half joking, like, Oh, how can I ever be mad at Dame Lillard? Like Giannis obviously respects him. Giannis is just like super hyped to have him there. Giannis, I think just trust him as like a player and trust that, okay, like, I, I believe that this guy's gonna make the right decisions. I don't think I'm ever gonna really butt heads with him too much. Um and so yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's anything, you know, those guys are both competitive, those guys are both gonna wanna win. If stuff does come up, they're gonna, you know, talk things through, they're gonna have, you know, he, I don't wanna say heated discussions, but they're gonna they're gonna discuss things. They're gonna have moments in the game where they're like, Okay, you know, like you gotta do this, you gotta do that, blah, blah, blah. I'm not worried about Giannis, like not willing to talk like he it's, I don't think it's any type of big deal.
0: I could see Middleton having that discussion with Lillard and getting into it with Lillard. I could see that Uh, Brooke will yell at anybody. So I could definitely see Brooke getting all fired up uh, and yelling back at Lillard. If something was going on, Giannis we'll wait and see. And again, I don't want them to fight to be clear. For the record, I don't want them arguing on the sidelines. I don't want them arguing in practice. I don't want there ever to be a disagreement. I want this to go just nice and smoothly, win a championship. Everybody's like, oh boy, this was just like we thought. That's what I would like. I would like not a roller coaster of emotions all year as everybody on this team is trying to prove that they're right. I I don't want that. That is, I I don't believe that's good for anybody at this point. All right, third and final question. This is something that Nathan Marzian brought to the table Uh, for a topic today last topic of the show what percentage of prime chris middleton do you think we will see this year nathan marzia take it away my friend so i just wanted to i wanted to ask this because i feel like there's a
1: you get a wide variety of answers if you ask bucks fans this i think some people are in the camp of oh he's gonna be his old self he's gonna be he's gonna be chris middleton he's back to full health blah, blah blah and there's some that are the opposite, where it's more like, nah, Chris can't stay healthy. Chris is old. Chris is not the same. He's losing. His defense sucks now, and and all that. My personal take on it is somewhere around ninety ninety five percent. I am, I we, I mean, you know me, big Chris Milton guy. Have been on the Chris Milton's gonna have a big year. Train for basically the whole off season because. You look at what he did at the end of last season. He was off his minutes restriction, averaging like 31 minutes a game the last month of the season, put up 26 and six good efficiency. Then he goes into playoffs, averages 24, seven and six on good efficiency. And now he has surgery. And now he's back to, you know, according to him, according to everyone that's on the team and everything has said, he's, he's basically back to full health. He's, feeling as good as ever, like he's back. I don't have any reason to believe, and I don't think anyone has any reason right now to believe that he won't be at least 80% of prime Chris Milton. Now, the defensive end might fall off a little bit, and that's why I'm leaning more towards like 90. You know, I think think that that 10% could be, okay, he's lost a step defensively, but especially with, you know, again, we talk about the open looks he's going to have and the so much less pressure on him, so much less responsibility on him that I think even if he is only seventy percent of the player, which I don't think is likely, but even if he was only seventy percent of the player, I think he can still give you eighty five, ninety percent of the production because he will be in better situations than he was before. So I think I don't know. Overall I think he will be just about like he'll be close to I think his his best self. Um at least on the offensive end and I think defensively he'll be better than last year but the the what we saw last night the open looks he's going to get the space he's going to have like the margin for error for him has now increased and in terms of just like if you know his his skill set his abilities like even if he's not quite as good he still can have a, almost the same production because of the situations he's going to be in so I am very excited and I think if he is close to his his full self, you know he could even be he could even put up potentially numbers or like shooting numbers that are better than we've ever seen from him. Just because again, he's going to have those open looks.
0: Who plays more games, Middleton or LeBron? Uh, ch- ch- Chris. That was very hesitant, Chris. Was very hesitant. Very hesitant. They're, they're probably both so, going to be like. So it's like sixty. 60. That's 22 games you're missing. Who cares? And if he's prime, Chris, and he's healthy, and there's no need to fear, Sparky, don't read into it. If you're missing 22 games, that means you still got issues going on with your body. That's what that tells me. And I'm sorry, but when we start talking about this type of stuff, That is going to be a concern because when Milton is right, he's huge for this team, even bigger now, because like you said, there's no pressure third piece. He's the best third piece in the league probably because you'll compare him and Bradley Beal, right? That'll be the comparison and their numbers look identical throughout their career. If you go back and look at their numbers, but those two are probably the best third pieces uh, in the NBA going into this season uh, and you need them to be healthy. And uh, I, I swear to God, like if I had one, well, I have lots of pieces of advice for everybody, but, John horse, please. Can we just stop with the, Oh, he's feeling great. He's outstanding. Da, 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 da. But he's not playing. Oh yeah. But he just got a whole, he got his first full practice in he's, he's outstanding. Quit saying he feels great. He feels outstanding. You just say he's ramping up. Uh, he'll be ready for the season. Like that's it done. Quit telling everybody how great he feels. Nobody sees him on the floor and he just finally did his first full practice. How many weeks into training camp? Again, the, the the whole thing. I don't trust any of it, to be honest with you. I don't trust a single word coming out of anybody's mouth at this point. I want to see it with my own two eyes, and let's see if he can actually stay healthy. You know, through November, if he can get through November and not miss, uh, you know, a significant amount of time, that will be a good starting point. I'll be excited. I don't care what his numbers look like. I don't care what he's averaging. Does not matter. But if we can get through November and he hasn't missed five or six games already. I will be ecstatic. That see, that's my first goal is let's get through a month and a half and see if we can go through it without missing five or six games. Because if he's missing five or six games, that means something's flaring up. That means it's a knee. That means something is going wrong, and that's why we're sitting back down again because something don't feel right. Right? Yeah. I'm. It, I'm, it, I'm.
1: No. I'm in the. I'm in the opposite camp of. I don't care how many games he plays. I want to. I want him to look good when he's out there because I trust he feels good. I trust that. They're ramping him up. I trust that he's, he might not play a ton earlier in the season because they're saying why would we? So I'm I'm fine if if he's missing some games, but when he's out there, he's playing, you know, 30 minutes, whatever. But Nathan, couldn't like you say usually.
0: why would we play Giannis a ton early on? Why would we play Lillard a ton early on? Couldn't you yeah, but, why would we play Brooke Lopez, who's old and has had back issues a ton early on? Couldn't you make the same point for all of them?
1: Yeah, you could. And I, I wouldn't have a problem if – I mean, Giannis, you couldn't because I feel like Giannis is in his prime, and you're like, okay, like this – Giannis is 28, Chris is 33, so I can understand them 32. I don't even know how old he is. 32. But didn't Giannis but, miss
0: two playoff games and have stuff going on this offseason? I mean, come on.
1: um No, not I mean, not really. He missed two playoff games, but I feel like he's – that those were just kind of like, okay, he had a couple freak injuries. This is like Chris Chris was recovering from something. He just had surgery. So I'm – more okay with them giving Chris a little bit more leeway. And and again, if they wanted to rest Brooke because they were like, you know, Brooks 36, again, I forget these guys age 35, whatever he is. And, um, has had backs back stuff when we just want to take it easy with him. I'd have no problem with that. Now props to Brooke for always being out there and playing, but like that doesn't, that to me isn't like necessary. I don't think I'm not sitting here going, Oh my God, Chris needs to be playing right now. Like, no, it's October. It's November. Like it's okay. Now, I'll definitely be a lot more concerned if they're still doing that in March and you're like, okay, like this is playoff time, you know, we're supposed to be ramped up by now. And he's still sitting, you know, once every couple of weeks, once a week, just for rest. It's like, no, I don't want that. But I believe he'll play 65 ish games. I believe he'll put up close to those numbers. He was putting up in his best seasons of like, you know, close to 20 points a game. Then the, the totals might be down a little bit. Cause again, they have Dame now, but um over 40% from three, you know, five assists, five, five rebounds or whatever the case is. But, um, I, I definitely am not as worried about the games played as much as I am. I just, I want him to look good when he's playing.
0: Okay. Tish on YouTube with some more comments. I honestly think we need one more piece coming off the bench. I'm not confident that Chris will stay healthy. Hopefully Chris is at least 85%. I don't think getting to 90% is even being realistic anymore. Uh, and Giannis did have surgery this off season. Uh, as well, uh, says Tish on YouTube. So again, that's why I'm saying I, I don't. I I'd love to buy into this whole Milton thing and everything is all hunky dory and he's fine. But I'm telling you right now, you want to wait till March. I'm not waiting to March. If he's missing games in November and December, and we go to January and he's already missed ten games, I'm not going to be saying anything other than y'all were full of it when y'all were saying how great a shape he was in and everything is fine and so forth. Because if you're missing that many games that early on, that means something. Now, what that is, we'll find out. I'm guessing it'll be a knee. That means something is still bothering him and he's having to sit. And that is something that they don't really need to deal with at this point. He just gave the man an extension. You gave him all this money to keep him with Giannis now for the next couple of years. So we'll see how it goes. I, I, I'm I'm not as confident.
1: I just want to ask. So, so 90% of Chris Milton would be basically what i predicted 18 you know 18 points a game 5 rebounds 5 assists close to 40% from 3
0: yeah but you're looking at it from a you points number standpoint but that doesn't mean anything if he plays 50 games who cares he missed almost half the season if he plays 50 games who cares That's if 32 he's 32 mid- games it's, it's who cares if he's sitting in the regular season? Like, we don't care. Why do we care about that? Arzion, if he's missing games every month, then more than likely, he's not healthy going into the playoffs if we're talking about 30 or 32 games missed. More than likely, going into the playoffs, he will never have really been in a stretch of playing these many consecutive I don't think he's games. Miss, he's not going to miss... I'm
1: not saying he's going to miss 30 games. I think he could miss 20, and that's not that bad. 15, 17, 20 games. If he's playing 65 games, that to me is not like oh, he's not ready. He only played
0: 65 65 regular season games. But we're talking about LeBron, right? So LeBron was what, 57, 59, 58, somewhere in that area when you read off LeBron's numbers earlier? And I said over. I said Right, over, correct. Right, but if if we're talking about LeBron numbers and if he's in the 50s, games played, that means something was bothering him all year and we've been talking about it all season, right? You would agree with that? Or do you think it's going to be them simply saying load management and never saying anything more than that? for LeBron or for Chris? For Chris. Do you think it'll be load management for Chris? That's why he's not playing tonight or do you think they'll actually tell you it's a knee's bothering him, a knee sore, we're going to give him a night off? Cuz they were if telling y'all last year with Giannis's knee that that was an issue. If he sits
1: if he sits 30 something games, at that point I'll say okay, maybe something was wrong. And if it continues all throughout the season. Now, if he's sitting much more at the beginning of the season and then he's playing pretty consistently as the season goes along, then I'll that's just different. like no, they're they were just ramping him up, which is, again, that's why if, to me, I'm like, I'm not worried if he only plays 60, 65 games, assuming those are more at the beginning of the season and they ramp him up. Why would I be concerned about that? Why would I be worried that, oh my, like he missed 20 games. He can still be 90% of Chris Middleton and miss and play 60, 65 games, in my opinion, because if he's looking like Chris Middleton, close to Chris Middleton, like that's all that's all I'm concerned about. I The 90% to me isn't saying he's going to play 90% of games. It just means when he's on the court, as long as it's... A, a, most of the time you know I'm, I'm assuming he's not missing half the season but as long as he's on the court a good amount and he looks like close to chris middleton then yeah that to me is 90 percent of chris middleton
0: well for all of our sakes, i hope you're right and i hope i'm wrong and i hope middleton actually gets back to being chris middleton again and now, can stay on the floor and be healthy now, you and never, not have issues
1: you, you never you never answer the question what percentage do you think
0: well I, again i mean you're saying when he's on the floor See, yeah, but if he, but I, but that's if I, but if I believe, I understand that what I'm saying is if I believe he's going to miss that much time, that means I believe that something is still going to be bothering him and he's going to be fighting something throughout the entire year. If, if what I'm, what I'm believing is what I'm saying. So I'll say 70%. So
1: you, so do you believe, what is your, what is your belief? You think he's going to miss 30-ish games and it's going to be kind of all 25 to
0: season. 25 to 30 games and we'll be dealing with this every month yeah and it'll be all, i don't think all, we'll have a, think, i don't think we'll have a month where he'll play every, we'll he'll play I every game i don't think we'll have a month where he'll play i don't think we'll only have we Two won't have a month where Giannis paid. plays
1: every game. That's not it's not realistic to expect. I'm, and again, it, this isn't right, but it's not realistic to expect that from NBA players in 2023. They're not going to play every game in a month. They're not.
0: <laughs> that, is, that is beautiful. Listen to yourself. And again, not people... Play it, I understand that. People pay big money to go watch the Milwaukee Bucks and have these ticket packages. And here is number one Bucks fan going, don't expect to see him every time you go to the game. That's really not, not going to happen. Hey, Buy we season talked, ticket package and you might see Giannis half the time. That'll be great. We, Have fun. Enjoy we, yourself. We talked about
1: this earlier on, and I don't, I don't know if we were, had to on we were talking about this or what, but I just remember talking about, you know, it, how upset would you be about, um, you know, if you went to a game and players aren't playing or like blah blah blah, or like, are you upset when right. Giannis is out and stuff? Obviously, I want to see Giannis play every every game. Like, I I tune into a game I want to see Giannis play, but I understand that their goal. Is to win a championship. Their goal isn't to win games in October, November. Oh, why didn't
0: they win the last two years? Because of health in the playoffs. Middleton and, missed games, and then Giannis missed games, and well, they Mil- lost but, both. But,
1: but I would say both of those were freak injuries that happened during the playoffs, not stuff that oh they carried it into the playoffs. And no, Giannis had a knee issue all year last year. Giannis, but it was Giannis's back that that was the reason he missed games. He in his back because of Kevin Love. That didn't his yeah. the knee injury wasn't going to prevent him from playing any games the reason he missed games and the reason their health was bad is because he just had a freak injury where he jumped up and you know fell down and hurt his back same with chris in 2022 where he just slipped on the floor like i don't think it wasn't like they rested these guys and they still were just had these nagging injuries no they both of those were they missed time because they just had a freak injury and that can happen at any time you can play it perfect you can be amazing at resting guys and having perfect health, and then something can just happen. So I'm not going to say that they played it wrong by doing that in the past. I think they were as healthy as they could have been going into those playoffs, played it about as good as they could have because they gave them rest, they didn't push them too much, and then they just had unfortunate stuff happen. So I, I'm i just saying I, I'm, I understand that they're playing for something bigger than the regular season. I am not worried about number of games played as long as it's 60 plus to me or right around there 60 plus i'm not worried about it because that to me tells me okay you you played like a good chunk of the season there wasn't you didn't miss a month and a half with a big injury um and so it's like that that to me is all you can really ask for and at that point it's like okay like they they played most of the season and that yeah
0: all right. Uh, one last uh, one here, just to wrap it up. Don't forget, download this on your Odyssey app, the Green and Growing podcast, as well as download it anywhere you download your favorite podcast at Odyssey Sports YouTube page. You can comment just like Tish has been doing uh, the entire time on the YouTube channel, as well as we're live streaming. Always uh, welcome that again Monday and Thursday nights is when we record. And then it's uploaded on Tuesday and Friday mornings right when you wake up. I usually don't upload it till later at night before I go to bed and then it gets uploaded. So when you wake up in the morning, it's, it's right there. I think it publishes at like 3.45 in the morning or something like that on Tuesday and Friday mornings. So give it a listen, tell your friends, tell your family members. Uh, I'm looking forward to this regular season starting, man. It is going to be fun, 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 fun. Always fun with you, Mr. Nathan Marzian. Thank you so much, my friend. Yes, sir.